You are listening to Jai Long and this is Make Your Break. Hey, welcome back to the show, entrepreneur. I'm really excited that you are here and you're ready to level up. Today, I want to talk about going from solo entrepreneur or freelancer or self-employed to actually building out a business and a team and becoming a leader. Now, they're vastly different and I know I get a lot of questions whenever I go anywhere around how do you build a team? How do you find the right employees? How do you know how much to pay them? How do you know who to hire? How do you know when you're ready to hire somebody? How do you know when someone is taking advantage of you and everything else around it? How do you know how to be the best leader possible? I get asked this a lot. I have actually ran teams. People don't know this, but I've ran teams for a very long time. Um, obviously, my first business when I had a cafe, uh, I hired a chef, we hired baristas, floor staff. And that was the first time I actually personally hired people. And it was a big learning curve. I learned some wild things back then. Now, from there, when I ran as an electrician, I used to have a team of around five to 10 people that I would run. And I learned a lot of things from my mentors and also just for showing up for them, how to be the best version of myself. And you know what? And I've got to be honest with you, I made so many mistakes back then and I'm glad that I made those mistakes because it helped me become the leader that I am today. Definitely not perfect, but I am more at peace with myself and with running a team. Now, today's episode, I'm going to dive into 11 different things that I would love you to think about and maybe change your mindset around when it comes to hiring people. And when I'm talking about hiring people, it doesn't have to be a full-time employee. Could be a virtual assistant on the other side of the world. Maybe it's a second shooter if you're a photographer. Maybe it's an, uh, another designer if you're a designer. Maybe it's if you're a musician, maybe it's getting another band member. It could be anybody. It could even just be your partner. It could be your friend. It could be someone that's showing up for you and maybe they're volunteering or working for free. I don't know. There's all different dynamics out there. But the point is, I'm talking about bringing someone into your universe where you are the leader and you've got to show up for people, you've got to treat people in a certain way, and you've got to help them expand and live their best life. So that's what today's episode is about. If you haven't left the podcast a review yet, I highly, highly, highly recommend that you do because it makes my day and it helps us grow the show. There's actually no other way that the show grows except word of mouth and when people find it and they read the reviews and then they make up their mind. I do go through and read the reviews every single week. I really, really appreciate that when we do get them. And I'm also doing a big giveaway as well. So if you leave a review this month, next month, you are in the draw of winning a one-on-one session, 45 minutes with me, so I can go over your business, dive in deep and see where you're leaving money on the table. So I'll do that for you if you do this for me. Big thank you. And let's get into today's episode. First thing I want to talk about, how do you know when you're ready to actually hire somebody and expand? I think this is the biggest question that I do get asked. When I first started in the creative space and I was a full-time wedding photographer, the first person I actually hired was my bookkeeper. Now, I want to preface a few things. There's a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to this right now that don't realize that business doesn't mean making money straight away. So often, I don't know what it is, but we think that we need to be profitable within our first week of business, within our first month or within our first year. And it's simply not the case. If you are building a business that's going to last and it's going to be sustainable and it's going to scale and it's going to make a lot of money, 
then you've got to let go of the notion of every money, every bit of money that you make in your business is your money. It's not. It's the business's money. And it's selfish to actually withdraw all that money for yourself. You need to have the money there so you can grow the business. So then that way you can keep getting something from the business. One example of this, I remember around 15 years ago, I did about, was it 15, maybe 10 years ago, I did a three-month tour just traveling around India. I was walking around and I was talking to a whole bunch of people. And if you know me, you know that I've been vegetarian my whole life. I've never actually eaten meat before. I've been a vegan for the last 10 years. But um, in India, they worship cows. And I got talking to this one guy about that. And I was like, so what's the deal? Why would you worship cows? And they said, well, in Western culture, people kill the cow. But in Eastern culture, the cow gives you life because you can milk the cow and you can always get milk, which means you can make butter and you can make yogurt and you can make milk sweets and it will feed your family. You can also use the cow for its muscles. So it can plow the land so we can plant potatoes and we can plant flowers and we can plant the next stock. And it has everything that we need. Now, if you kill the cow, you no longer have a cow and then you have to try and and get some money and get another cow. And I actually think this is in our business so often, like our business is the cow. And for some reason we kill the cow all the time. Like we go, oh, I'm just going to take all the money out and that's me. Like I'm going to buy some new gear and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And we don't leave, we we don't reinvest into our business. Like we don't ever think like that. So the more that you reinvest in the business without actually taking from it, the longer it's going to last for. Like, why would you kill the cow? When I'm talking about reinvesting in your business, I'm talking about, like me personally, I reinvest where if I start making a little bit more money, I hire another person. If I start making a little bit more money, you know, yeah, I will buy some more gear for the business. Like I always reinvest into the business and then I choose where I want the business to be before I take the money out. And I've done this over and over, even when I had no money and I had to get a second job and a third job and I had to do other things to sustain myself. The thing I didn't want to do is kill the cow. So I want you to think about that because often people say to me, Jai, I don't have enough money to hire someone. I say, how much does your business make? Well, they're like, well, it makes six figures, but that's for me. That's not for the business. And the crying shame is the business is not going to grow for them because they took all the money out for themselves. They killed the cow. The thing no longer produces anything and it can't grow. So instead, imagine, instead of taking the money out, you actually reinvested it and you got one more person and that one more person gave you more time. And with that more time, you could do more marketing. You could do, you could do another course. You could do some more sales. You could learn sales. You could learn Facebook ads. You could learn how to get some more leads. And then you could hire one more person. And then one more person could take over something else. And then as you're scaling up, you can take on more clients. You can take on more work. You can just start charging more. And it's not until you decide enough is enough is when your business will stop. And so in the creative industry, there's not that many photographers, designers, there's not that many, you know, pottery makers that hit it into the seven figure mark. It's because they get a little bit of success. Maybe they'll hire one VA, but they stop their own success. And it's an interesting conversation that I have with a lot of people. So I'm sort of going away from like, when is it ready to hire someone? But I wanted to prephrase that because a lot of the times it's like, what comes first? You don't have enough money to hire somebody, but you need to make it work. So the second person I hired after I hired my bookkeeper to look after all my books, because personally, I would rather not have money, but continue to live the dream and not have to do my own books. That's what I thought when I first started. 
All I wanted to do is I wanted to go and make a portfolio and create some stuff that I love. And I didn't want to think about the business. The second thing was I started working and then I realized I was in the office all the time on my computer. And I didn't want that. I didn't want to organize albums. I didn't want to get back to emails. I didn't want to be editing all the time. I wanted to go out there, make new connections, spend time with my friends, create new work, build my portfolio, travel. That's what I wanted to do. So as soon as I started bringing in a little bit more money, I hired my next employee and that was actually Morgan. So as I've been scaling up, you know, over the years, I've had more and more employees because there's more tasks that I don't want to do and that I can always make more money if I get out of the low value tasks. Because if you're doing, for instance, if you're answering your own emails right now, you are getting paid $15 an hour because that's how much a VA costs, right? So I want you to remember that because so often people, we all think like, I'm a six-figure entrepreneur, I'm a seven-figure entrepreneur, like I'm killing it. And yet, when I look over at your business, I'm like, you're a seven-figure entrepreneur that pays yourself $15 an hour, and it's a crying shame, all because you are killing the cow and you don't want to hire somebody, you're too scared, and you won't expand, you won't grow, you don't believe in yourself, and it kills me. And I see this over and over and over, and I don't want this for you. Hiring someone and being serious in business is your next level in business. It means that you can expand, you can grow, you can get your time back, you can feel less anxiety, you feel less everything, and you will actually grow. And I think that's really important. Now, the second thing is, how do you hire people? Well, too often everyone holds themselves back because they simply say it's too hard, and it is hard. And something that's hard, well, anything that's worth doing isn't easy. So that same thing applies with hiring somebody. I don't know why everyone thinks it should be easy. And if it was easy, everyone would do it and everyone would expand their businesses and then it would be really hard for you to keep up with everybody. But right now, nobody does it. So there's a blue ocean right there where there's literally so much opportunity, especially for you right now to actually hire and expand and grow your business, right? Always do what others won't do to get the success that they will never get. And if you're trying to do what everyone else is doing, look around and see the success that they have, because that's probably where you're going. So if you want something bigger for yourself, then look around to the bigger people that are doing the bigger things. And I look at the big businesses and I can't see any of them being a freelancer or a solo entrepreneur. I look at all of them and I'm like, oh my God, they're a company. It makes sense now. The big entrepreneurs will look at, oh my God, they've got a team of 30. That makes sense. They're on every platform. That makes sense. They post three times a day. That makes sense, right? And so when I look at those things, I think, how do I believe that I could do it all by myself, but none of these people could? You know, I look at the greatness or the greats, like let's say Steve Jobs, for instance. Everyone's always talking about, you don't need to hire anyone. You could do it alone. Work-life balance, all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, man, if Steve Jobs never had any of that, and he didn't do it all alone, then how possibly could I do it all alone? It just doesn't make any sense. So yes, it's hard to hire people and you will go through people. Like there will be people that you need to hire and fire. And I do all the time. I hire people and I fire people. I hire freelancers and I fire freelancers. I hire companies that outsource things and I fire those people. And I go through until I finally find the right person and then it's always worth it. So how do we do it? There's a few different ways. One way I believe is you should always be advertising on your social media accounts that you're hiring because it means your business is expanding and you will scare all your competition. If someone's looking over at you and you're like, now hiring, I'm always hiring personally. I've got to be honest, I'm always hiring because if the right person's walking through the door, I'm going to hire them. There's no way I'm going to say no. If someone comes up to me right now and they're a YouTube expert, for instance, and they've been able to grow and scale channels and do a whole bunch of things. And they came in and knocked on my door and they're like, Jai, 
I would love to work with you. Like I have a skill set that you need. We can scale up your YouTube channel. We can get you in front of a new audience. Of course, I'm hiring that person. 100%. Doesn't matter if I've got enough money or not, because I know they'll bring in more money into my business because I'm expanding on a whole new platform to a whole new audience. And I'm going to take everything to a whole new level. So personally, I am always hiring, never not hiring the right people. Of course, I'm not hiring the wrong people all the time, but I'm always hiring the right people. So put on your social media account, put it on your website, careers. I'm always hiring, I'm looking for someone, I'm looking for the perfect editor, I'm looking for the perfect photographer, I'm looking for the perfect designer, I'm looking for the perfect virtual assistant, I'm looking for the perf- perfect assistant. It doesn't need to be in a virtual assistant. It's so much better to insource instead of outsource. You know, people always ask me, Joe, why do you insource all the time? Like I have full-time staff members. That means... I have to pay extra because I've got to pay Australian wages and I've got to pay them all the benefits that they need to live a healthy and amazing life. And I would rather do that because then I've got people that are invested in my business, people that are invested in me, people that have my back, people that are going to want to see my community succeed as much as I want my community to succeed. And I don't get that from a virtual assistant that just taps in, taps out. So it's up to you on what you want to do. But personally, put it everywhere. Put ads out. I put it on, in Australia, I put it on Seek. You could put it on, you know, I don't know what platforms are around the world, but advertise. It's another way to advertise your business. I'm a photographer. I'm a designer. I'm expanding. I'm growing. We've got new opportunities. We've got new clients. I have no time. Let's work together. Let's make things happen. Put it on your social media account. Put it on your stories every day. I'm expanding. I'm growing, you know. You do that and you're going to put fear into all your competitors, of course, because like, oh my God, like how are you growing all the time? I can't even afford to keep myself. I've killed the cow. But you, you've got shit figured. You're going somewhere. So I want you to really think about that. You want to be expanding. And if you're not in expansion, then you're in contraction. And in business, unfortunately, there's only two things. There is no such thing as sustainable and plateau where you just stay the same. That's why in this cruel world of capitalism, you always see everybody's always growing. It's because if you're not growing, you're dying. And if your business is not expanding, then it's contracting. And so I want you to think about where you are right now. Is it sustainable for you to keep hustling the way that you are hustling, doing everything yourself, wearing all the hats, not getting any help, is that sustainable? Because personally, I think it's contraction and I think it's a slow death. You just haven't even seen it yet. It's coming though. That's one of the reasons I personally think, especially in the wedding photography industry, people always say like, well, you know, it's pretty rare that people last in the industry for three years. It's super rare, super rare. It is. If you last for five years, it's almost nobody lasts for 10 years. I'm like, I know. I can see why, because they killed the cow and that's it. And it's a slow death. It was slow from the start. Like they killed themselves from the start when they decided that they were going to do everything themselves and they're going to be the hero. They weren't going to let anybody else in. They're going to be self-made and everything else that we all say to ourselves. And unfortunately, it's a slow, hard death. It takes a long time, but it will get there. And I've seen it over and over. Proof is in the numbers. Numbers don't lie. I've been in this industry for what 12 years, 11 years now. And man, I've seen people come and go. I've seen educators come and go. I've seen photographers come and go. I've seen designers come and go. I've seen musicians come and go. I've seen everybody come and go. And every time I go, someone's like, Joe, have you seen that new competitor? They like, they could be, you know, are you scared of them? I look over. I'm like, no, I'm not scared of them. They're not going to last. I can tell you. I already know. They're already, I can, I can see where they're going. Like give it 18 months and the flame will be burnt out. Unfortunately, because they killed the cow. They think that they're working, they're making a lot of money, they've got to take all the profit themselves, they haven't reinvested back in their business, they don't believe in themselves, they don't have a team, they don't have anyone supporting them. There's only so far you can go by doing it all like that. So let's talk about 
the 11 things that I want to go over on how we go about hiring people. The first one, number one, this is a huge one. When you hire the wrong person, I'm talking about freelancer, VA, designer, photographer, um, an employee, a web developer, like whoever it is. When you hire the wrong person, too often we hang on to them for too long. And I made this mistake way too often. And we do it because we invested some money, we invested some time, and we want to return on that money and that time. And then we don't want to let go until we get a return. And it's the biggest mistake that you will ever make when you hire somebody. Un- honest, 100%. Every successful entrepreneur I've talked to, they will say the same thing. If you hang on to them for too long, then that's it you are going to drag your ship down. Now, let go of the money and let go of that employee. Let go of that agency. Let go of that freelancer as fast as possible, no matter how much it costs you. And one example of this, and, and I've got to say, like, if they abuse your trust from the start and they deliver something shit to you, like a shit product, shit work, shit work ethic, then it's not worth it. It's not worth it for you and your time to deal with those problems. You need to move on. Now, one example is I actually hired a design team the other day, and I've done this a lot of times. This is nothing against that design team, by the way. I've done this a lot of times, but um, I hired them because I was desperate and I needed somebody, and it was in the wrong time on my behalf because I just didn't have enough time, and that's why I was hiring someone, so I was hoping someone's going to solve my problems. They brought more problems than solutions. They created some stuff, and it was all really bad. And what the problem was is they promised me that I was going to get something and then I got something else. Now, they put me in a contract where I had to pay $3,000 a month. And after the first month where I didn't use any of their stuff, all my staff was all frustrated with them. I was going back, going backwards and forwards. So I wrote them an email and said, let's cut this off. Can I please break the contract? So they wrote back to me and said, no, you've already prepaid. And also the contract says you've got to pay for some more months. So let's keep working. And I said, well... I don't mind honoring that and paying, but I don't want to work. So I'd rather waste the money than waste my time and energy in trying to um, engage with you guys. And they said, well, why can't you work with me here? Like, let's just do something. I'm like, well, it's not worth my time because I'm going somewhere. So 3000 I think we end up wasting about $6,000. But for me, I'd rather let go of $6,000 than let go of two months worth of productivity in my business. The $6,000 is not my money. It's my business's money. And it was a mistake that I made. And I have to wear that. And that's fine. And I make mistakes all the time. I'll get a website designed by a designer and it's horrible. I won't use it. It costs me a lot of money. I'll get something that's created. Maybe it's a a digital asset or it's an animation. It's fucking horrible. And I, I have to move on. It doesn't matter. And I don't hang on to it. I just go, I made a mistake and I learned something and then I'm going to move forward. The only mistake that I can make, the only one, the real mistake is when I dwell on it, I lose sleep over it, I care about it, and then I hang on to it, and then I try and make it work, and then it doesn't work, and then I spent money, and then I also spent time, and I also lost my mental health, and I also lost my confidence and everything else along the way. Instead of saying, money's just money, I can replenish it, I'm a business owner, the cow keeps giving, I can keep creating, I'm going to let go of the money that I've lost. Who fucking cares? And I'm going to keep moving forward. And then I'm going to engage with somebody else. I'm going to create something else. There's something else that's going to happen in the next couple of months. Really important to remember. So the first thing, number one, let go as fast as possible. But one of the biggest lessons, and I have learned so many times, I've hired two ads agencies before, both cost me $20,000 for per month because I thought I was trying to get the best. I, I usually don't go cheap. I always go for the best. And both of them, were atrocious, absolutely horrible. I lost $20,000 twice, $40,000. And then it gave me a valuable lesson. 
Jai, run your own ads, learn ads, stop being lazy, stop trying to outsource it. Until I learn it, then I can outsource because once I learn it, I understand it and then I can give better direction and I can have better leadership and everything else. So I learned that so many times, not just those two times, so many times, and I've lost so much money. But I gotta be honest, I'm so much further forward than anybody else because any of those things could have stopped my business and progress, but it didn't because I cut it off and then I kept moving forward and I never lost sleep over the money that I lost. I just kept working on the money that I'm gonna gain. And then what I lost is a small amount and what I can gain is infinite because that's what a business is. It's having the opportunity to create to endless scalability. Number two, don't expect something that you've never seen before and mediate your expectations. So this is an example of the designers that are hired. I seen on their social media accounts, like what they created. And I was like, okay, this is amazing. So my expectations were there. Then what I got wasn't what I expected. And so that was the disconnect because they hired another um, designer and the designer wasn't up to scratch. And then the designs wasn't what they were showing me. And so there was a big disconnect. So what I don't expect is for them to do something far beyond what they've shown before. But what I do expect is for them to do what they've done before and what I've actually seen in those expectations. So mediate your expectations, expect what you've seen before, but don't expect what you've never seen before. So, so often someone will hire someone, let's say a VA, for instance, to go and edit their photos and they expect them to be as good as them that's been shooting for five years and editing for five years and they're not. And then they get frustrated after the first week. Like, I can't believe it. They're not as good as me. I'm like, of course they're not. Mediate those expectations. Why did you ever think, I mean, they're not the best photographer in the world. They're not as good as you. Why did you think they were ever going to be as good as you at doing any of these things? There is nothing in their portfolio. There's nothing to say that they would be, right? So I want you to mediate those expectations and then change it. What can they do? Ask them, like, look around. I always, like, if I'm hiring someone, I'll get them to do some work for me. If I'm hiring a designer, I'll say, can you design this for me? And I'm going to pay you. If I'm hiring a video editor, can you create me two videos. I'll pay you to create those two videos. I just want to see what you can do. I want to see where the expectations are. I want to see what your skill level is at. And then from there, then I can talk costs. How much do I believe that that skill level is actually worth? And then I can negotiate. So for that, for me is really important. Number three, don't expect others to mimic you. This is the biggest problem that I see everywhere. Everyone thinks that they've got to be as good as you and do it exactly the same as you. But everyone has different personalities, different experiences, different skills, different outlooks on life, different education, like literally different everything. And so some people can do it better than you. It's just that you don't allow them to even try because they're trying to do it and conform to how you do it which is a crying shame because you won't grow your business. You've got to understand your business is only where it's at right now because of you. You are the biggest bottleneck. If you don't have leads right now, it's because of your knowledge gap. It's because of your skill level. It's because you don't understand business. If you are not the best photographer in the world right now, it's because of your photography skills. If you're not the best musician hitting all the charts, it's because of your, it's, it's you. It's not anybody else, right? And so if you're not the best, and then you bring someone else in and you get their talents and then you bring them down to where you are, like, guess what happens? Your business is not going to grow. So instead, what about you find out, can they do something better than you? Can they do it differently than you? Can they teach you something? Absolutely they can, because we are all students and we can learn something. So I want you to find that out instead of holding people back and expecting them to do it exactly the same as how you do it. So when I hire someone, 
let's say I got my assistant, let's say Keela came and hired me. Um, she's my personal assistant right now. I go, here is how my business works. Here is the blueprint of what we've done before. And now what I want you to do is I want you to rewrite that rule book to what you think it should be to be as easy as possible for you. You have the autonomy and the ability to create a better system that's going to work for you and your personality. And I think that is really, really important because now she's not trying to learn what the last person did because the last person may not be as good as her and she's reinventing the whole role to fit her and the way that she works. And now she can thrive because she feels empowered to actually have ownership of what she's creating and she's not being held back by my limiting beliefs and by my past clients and staff's limiting beliefs. Does that make sense? Number four. If you pay peanuts, you're going to get monkeys. And this happens over and over. I'll have mentoring sessions where they're like, I hired someone, they're horrible. Like you should have seen the emails they wrote. I said, where'd you hire them? Oh, well, they're from Indonesia. How much were you paying? Well, I was paying $4.50 an hour. What were you expecting? I was expecting a lot more. Why were you paying so little? Well, I don't really want to give that much money away. I'm like, there's a big disconnect there. You've got to understand that everything's relative. If you're not paying any money and you can't allow your staff to thrive, then they're not going to thrive in the role either. I always pay above award wage, always. All my staff have above, way above award wage. Because for me, I want to make sure that they're thriving, not surviving. Like I want them to thrive in their home life on the weekends, on Friday nights. I want them to be able to go out and buy their friends drinks. I want them to be able to take a week off and go overseas. I want them to be able to go to a festival. I want them to thrive and bring back stories because if they're not, then they're not going to thrive in the role. And that means my business is not going to thrive. And why? Because I was trying to save a few dollars. Does Is that really worth it for me? I've got to ask that question. Now, be transparent when you when you talk to your clients, I mean, to your staff as well. Like I'll ask them, like, what, what would it take to get you into this role? What would it take for you to feel empowered? What would it take for you to feel like you're going to another level? Like, what would it take for you? You know, and I'll ask these questions and then we'll always come to a place. So I have never told my staff how much they're going to get paid. I've always negotiated and I went backwards and forwards and usually... I love it when they negotiate me upwards, which they always do, because I'm like, well, good. You respect yourself enough to charge me more, which means I need you in my company because I want people that respect themselves, that value themselves, because you're going to value the work that you put in for me and you're going to want my business to grow. So you keep getting paid that good amount of money. And I know that that's how it works. And if I didn't do that, then people would leave all the time, which is another thing. I've had staff with me for so long. Because of course, I'm looking after them. Number five, clear communication. People can't read your mind. So you need to make sure that you can always clearly communicate and everything's always your fault. Like if someone's done something wrong, it's because, and I know if my staff's done something wrong, I never blame my staff. I'm like, man, I really didn't communicate that task enough. I really didn't communicate like whatever it is. And sometimes my expectations go out of control and I'm like, well, they should have asked. But I think about it, I'm like, well, did I ever tell them to ask though? Like, it's got to come back to me all the time. It's always my fault. So clear communication, I can always communicate better. And if there's a break in the work that I'm getting back or in what we're doing, I'm like, I know it's a break in my communication. I was too busy. I didn't have the help that I needed. I probably should have hired more people. Like there's something I could have done. I should have fired that person quicker. Like it could have been something like that. But my clear communication. Number six is help your staff 
help them achieve their goals so they can help you achieve your goals. Like ask them what lights them up and see how can your business help them achieve their goals. So often people are trying to hold back their staff and like, well, what happens if they leave and start their own business? I'm like, good. Like my staff will all leave and they'll all start their own business. In fact, two of my staff members both left my business and bought businesses from me. I sold my Heartbreak Hotel one and I sold my wedding photography business, both to employees, they both left and they started working for my past businesses. And it makes me proud. I'm like, that means that you learnt enough while you're working here. And when you're ready, I'm only got you for a short time. I understand that. Short time with me. And when you're ready, I would love to see you succeed. And I'd love to help you and be on that journey with you. Like it would be incredible. What I don't want to do is hold them back and think, no, my dreams are bigger than your dreams. My dreams are more important. Don't ever leave. I've trained you. I've done this, blah, blah, blah. And so all my stuff, I have open discussions with all of them. Like I talked to Mel not too long ago. I was like, if you're leaving, can you at least give me just a couple of months notice? You know, I know you're going to leave sometime. You're going to start your own business. Give me some notice. That's all I need. And I'll do the same for you. Like if I'm, if it's not working out, I'll give you some really good notice so you can find the next job or you can start your business or do whatever. We can work together. Like this is, there's no hard feelings ever. I don't think with me and staff, it's just like, is it working? Is it not working? If it's not working, it's not working for both of us. Because if it's not working for my business and my business is not achieving the goals by the input that you're putting in, it's not working for both of us. So there's no point of us being there and trying to make that relationship work. Number seven, be flexible. Not everything's going to turn out the way that you think and that's okay. And that's just business. So often we have this pre-planned thing in our heads and it's all going to go a certain way. It's never going to change. But honestly, that's all going to lead to disappointment because it's going to be very different to how you plan it, to how it's going to be. And you've got to be okay with that. The process is going to be incredible. It's probably going to turn out better than you think. And maybe at the time you don't even know why, but it will. And so you need to be flexible. You need to let go. And the more stuff that you get, the more that you need to let go because people are going to bring in new ideas. They're going to, there's going to be new problems. There's going to be new solutions. There's going to be new creativity. There's going to be new skills. There's going to be new conversations. And so it's going to be different to what you think. You're no longer the center of the universe. You have a new universe where we're all equal players and we're creating something towards a single goal. Number eight, be grateful. Someone giving you their time and their talents and their skills is a privilege and don't take it for granted. I see this so often like, man, my staff cost me so much money. I'm like, that's bullshit. And you are an asshole forever saying that. My staff don't cost me money. Never. It's an investment. They make me money. They give me time and time is worth more than money. I am so thankful. And I say this, you know, I remember I used to always say to Morgan, I'm like, Morgan, I'm just so thankful that you give me 40 hours a week. Like, thank you. No money could compensate for that. I really appreciate it. I'm so thankful that you give me your skills. You know, I'll say that to Mel. I'm so thankful that you give me your time. You give me your knowledge. You give me your skills. You give me your education. Everything that you learned, everything that you've trained for, all the experiences that you had, you're now passing them to me and allowing me to leverage those things and use them. Now, the worst mindset you can have is thinking of a staff member as a cost because it simply is not a cost. That's just you not being grateful for what you have. If I can leverage a whole lot of people's time and I'm getting my time back. It's not a cost. It's literally the best resource that I can possibly put my money into. And I've got to be so grateful for those people that give me their time, their wisdom, their knowledge, give me those conversations that I need, the support, give me the encouragement and everything else. I'm so grateful. Number nine, 
Choose your staff over your clients. It's you and your team versus the world. This one here, I am probably need to go to therapy for this one because when I was growing up and I was an electrician, I had a boss or a mentor, you could call him. So I was doing my apprenticeship and sometimes people weren't happy with what I said or what I did or the job that I did or whatever it was. And it was the clients. And he used to send me out my own before I was supposed to be out my own. I'd be trying to make it out in the world. And a lot of the times I felt like I was done unwrongly, unfairly. So someone will complain about me. And then my boss would always take their side over my side. So he would go, okay, come into my office. He'd sit me down and he wouldn't even hear my point of view. And he'll be like, you're wrong. You shouldn't have done this. And he would really push it home. Like there was like a lot of mental torture I went through on that job. It was crazy, right? And so what I didn't like is I always felt like I was never part of the team because any client that just came through and paid us $100 was worth more than what I was worth to the company. And I've always taken that on and I don't do it like that anymore. If I've got a client that's unhappy with my staff member, I will, first of all, go and talk to my staff member and I'll be transparent. I'll say, this client said this, tell me what's going on. And then they'll tell me their point of view. They'll tell me what happened and they'll tell me their side. I always believe their side over my client's side. And I'll always fire my clients before I'll fire my staff because my client is there, they're ride or die with me. And of course, I'm going to have their back, even if it costs my business money. And I'm going to show them that so that way when we're moving forward, they're going to understand that they're a part of this team. They're a part of Jai Longco. They're a part of what we're creating. They're not just working for it. So again, it's you and your team versus the world. So always take their side, listen to them first, understand them, where are they coming from? And then go back to your client. I've been back to my clients and I've said, hey, thank you for giving me that feedback. I did have a conversation with my staff member and based on the stories that I told, unfortunately at this stage, we can no longer work together. I'm going to have to let you go. And I've fired, I've fired a lot of clients over this. So again, like take that road. Number 10, avoid anyone that needs to be micromanaged. Honestly, you have bigger things to do. Find people that will slip into your flow and that will give you solutions instead of problems. Please. This is huge. The people that need micromanaging, they need to go work for big companies. They need to work for, you know, a big box company or something like that, where they slip in and there's no problem. Like, There is micromanagers, literally managers paid to walk around and tell them what to do every single day, every single hour, check on them, check that they're not having too many coffee breaks, toilet breaks. You don't want to do that. Like with my team, I always say to them, hey, if you're feeling tired, walk outside every single hour, walk outside, go get a coffee, go and just go for a walk, go lay underneath a tree, go sit in the grass, like do the things you got to do. Like I said to Mel not too long ago, I was like, I need you to rebuild some stuff in the business map. I need you to do this and this. Please take your time, go for a walk on the beach, get re-inspired, think of new ideas, take a day off, do the things that you need to do to be in that space. Now, I think this is really important because if you're sitting there and you're like, oh my God, they're five minutes late to work. Like this is bullshit. Like if you care about that, you're caring about the wrong thing. You should be caring about output. You should be caring about results, not that someone's sitting in a chair at 9am on the dot. Otherwise you're a fucking asshole. I've got to say, if you are thinking about those things, you're not ready to hire people. But 
it's about results. We're all moving towards results. We're all humans. We're not robots. We're not AI. Like we, sometimes we get stuck in traffic. That's okay. Sometimes things don't go our way. That's okay. Sometimes we have a day off because we're sick. That's okay. Like sometimes things happen. As long as the results are happening, as long as we're moving forward and there's clear communication, like that's totally fine. And the next thing is, I never have to get upset at my client, at my staff for rocking up late because they just don't. You treat, you give people freedom and they won't resent you and they'll show up half an hour early. Like all of my staff are always like, Jai, I'll, like I'll work that Friday that I had off. I'll work 2 a.m. in the morning for that event. Like I'll come in on Saturday to back up those files. And they're always saying, oh, I'll like, oh, pay you extra. Make sure you put down the payroll. No, it's all good, Jai. Don't worry about it. It's all good. Don't worry. You know, and because we have a relationship where I'm not sitting there going like, well, you're five minutes late. Like, are you trying to disrespect me? You know, and having some sort of power trip that you shouldn't have. And if you do, you shouldn't be in a leadership role because you've got to learn to let go. Number 11, people are not a number. They've got things going on outside of work. And it's important to be in tune with those things. Like care about them more than you care about the money. Money will come and go, but someone dedicated to you will go to the very end with you through thick and thin. And that's exactly what you need. They're not a number. They're not just a bum in the seat. And one important thing that I learned recently is, and this is really important, you should always make sure that your staff members are irreplaceable. Too often, too many leaders are walking around and they're, and they're treating the staff members as if they're, they can just replace them in two seconds. And so that way you're keeping everybody in fear. Now, personally, I can't replace any of my staff members. Like Keela, my PA, if she leaves, a part of my business leaves. That's just it. A big chunk of my business. And so when someone else comes, they can't replace her. They have to do it differently. And a new part of my business grows. And it's going to be different. It's going to look different. And that's okay. If Mel leaves and she does all my copywriting and my funnels and things like that, like a part of my business dies. And that's okay. Because when I hire someone else, they won't ever replace her. They're going to be completely different. And that's okay. I think this is really, really important. Now, everyone's got something going on. And there's always telltales if you listen. Listen to people, have communication, talk, spend the time, listen to them as humans, understand what their dreams are, what their ambitions are, understand what their problems are, what they're going through, understand, understand them and they'll understand you. Give them the time of day. I think this is so important and so, I think like overlooked. It's so overlooked. No one, nobody is listening to them because they're so selfish and they're only thinking about their business and their bottom line. Remember, that cow, the one that you're killing, you've got to feed the cow. You've got to give it love. You've got to nurture and cherish the cow, right? So it's with your family for years to come. It's the same as your business. It's the same as your team and your staff. You've got to nurture them. Look after them. They're there for years to come. It's expensive to hire a new staff member. And so if you're just not caring for them, it's going to be expensive because you're going to have to hire new people all the time just because you simply wouldn't listen. You wouldn't give them an enjoyable place to work. You didn't allow them to thrive in their role. You didn't give them autonomy. You didn't allow them to be empowered. Why would you try and crush somebody into an employee, into an AI, you know, into, into a being that doesn't exist? It doesn't make any sense. So allow them to be human and accept their humanness. They're going to be late sometimes. They're going to cry sometimes. They're going to have anxiety sometimes. They're going to need a mental health day sometimes. They're going to have someone in their life that's going to pass away sometimes. Some One day their dog's going to be sick and that's okay. 
things are going to happen because that's what happens when you hire humans. You're a big family. Sometimes you can't choose your family and sometimes there's shit that happens in your family and that's okay. When you grow in a business, grow it with love, look after it, nurture it, and it was going to keep paying you for years to come. Stop trying to take all the money from it. Stop trying to strangle it. Stop trying to do it all on your own to try and get the accolades off and the attention off. Like, I'm self-made. I can do it all on my own. I am the boss. I'm the universe. I am, you know, whatever it is. Honestly, that maybe worked in the past, but today it doesn't work. And I, and, I, and I think it's a crying shame that we all want to be the center of attention. We want to be the hero. We want to be the star. We want to be the sun. But really, like have the humility, have the empathy to bring other people in and allow them to be better than you and you to show up and work for them because that's how it works. So that's it. Hey, if this episode helped you in some way, helped you change your mindset, I'm sorry for the swear words, but I would love for you to share it on Instagram. And if you do, tag me at jialong.co. There is a lot of entrepreneurs just like yourself that need help with employing people. And also, like, if you're an employee, like, or if you've got a friend that's an employee and they're in a bad workplace, like, send this to them as well, because I want them to hear it from our point of view as an entrepreneur, because then they can start valuing themselves and see what it's like to actually work with someone that will look after them. I think that's really important. So make sure you do share it. And again, at the start, I said, leave a review, please. If you have already left me one, leave another one. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'll see you next week.